Hello and welcome hello. to. Oh hi! I just, you said hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. It's either the voice of the podcast. <laughs> Take a pic. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to the mm. Monday Night War Stories presents the pay per view war stories. As we're going to be talking about WWF sold out, right? Uh, sold no. out? No. You got sold out on the mind because you preferred it to this show, <laughs> no. I know, but no, it's uh, the better. Royal Rumble. Well, the Royal Rumble of the year 2000. I feel like this was a perfect year, uh, but I know Vince is off TV, right? Thank Christ. But this is the perfect year to bring back his old trope from the late 80s and early 90s when he was an announcer, and he really did try to sell that anybody could win. Well, no, like, it could be like, in the weeks leading up, he'd be like, Virgil could win the Royal Rumble and try to make you believe it. Like, this field is so weak this year, He, we need that. We need the uh, photos of the guys showing up. It's like, Big Boss Man! Yeah, like his... Test! Oh, that'd be awesome. Prince Albert could win the Royal Rumble. Well, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. Oh, sorry. Mm, that's fine. I get booed all the time. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Tingling with anticipation. Or herpes. I don't know. Wait, her nay was anticipation. Uh, yes. That's what it was. Herniated. Got it. And the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Booble. There's 30 slab nuts. So lucky I'm not in this company anymore. <laughs> God damn it. I'll be winning the goddamn God. Royal Rumble. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that one. That is amazing. It's the greatest game in the history of this podcast. They get better and better, better each every, week. Every, every episode. <laughs> oh no, bro! You just jerk yourself and you got yourself to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how the war stories end up. So that was Ruck. Ruck is like usually I just take whatever his best line was, and I was yeah. like, we wasn't on this fucking show, so shit. <laughs> it's like, uh, now I gotta try. You went with the rock motion this time of. You know, so jabronis is slap nuts. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Let's talk about the Uh-oh. year 2000, the Royal Rumble. What's he bleeding for? Last week we did uh, WCW Sold Out, which was a cluster of a fuck. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So, it's weird, Joe, to, to say, like, there's no fucking way they could ever put on a worse show than that, knowing that they will in probably two weeks. Because, my God. Now looking forward to Super Brawl 2000? I'm looking forward to Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Super Brawl. So we're doing uh, Royal Rumble 2000. I, would ask, I will ask Corey in a minute, how do we get here? And I got a funny suspicion. It wouldn't be as long as Sold Out was. <laughs> no, it won't. You, did I go too long for you to show last week? Oh, no. I, I truly appreciate that because we got the facts and details in. I did the yeoman's work last week. Yes, you did. How did we get here? We were not WCW. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how we got here. By not WCW in this bitch. Did we WCW this? No, we did not. So, uh, Corey, how did we get to the Royal Rumble? We got to the Royal Rumble uh, from Armageddon all the way back on the 12th of December. Christ. By the way. Um, when uh, Triple H done used his 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 potion stick to uh, turn Stephanie against her family because it was just too good. And now there's the evil McMahon-Helmsley era where they are running roughshod over the World Wrestling Federation because Vince McMahon, and I quote, can't breathe the same air that son of a bitch breathes. So he's been MIA. Shane's been MIA. Linda's been MIA. Thank God. And Triple H and Steph are running the show. And... Um, 
They almost had a revolt a couple weeks ago. They had the Rock and Mankind fight in a pink slip on a pole Vince Russo appreciation match. Yep. Which uh, the Mankind lost. And then the Rock banded all the guys together to, to try to form a union. Uh, oh, no, just to get Foley back. And um, it worked. And also, oddly enough, and I don't understand the point of it, but really, for the past month, more so than Mankind, because that really only got back into action two, two weeks ago, Triple H and Stephanie have mostly been feuding with the other guys in DX. Yep. So that's weird. He uh, brutalizes mankind on his first night back, leaves him bloody, broken, and beaten. A shell of his former self, as uh, Triple H would say. And then the next, the next show, he comes out and says, yeah, you know, you're right, mankind isn't... He's in no shape to face you. Not in this type of match, not in that building. But I think everybody deserves a replacement. And it's Cactus Jack as he takes off the mask, takes off the shirt, and the Cactus Jack gimmick is there. Triple H sells it like a trillion dollars. And we're off to the races tonight. Oh, and there's a rumble where there's only one guy who can actually win, so. That's fine. Jabroni. Okay. So, as the... I'll I'll bring up the attendance for sold out. We got 14,000, which was surprising. (laughs) Which was amazing. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati that fucking starved for wrestling. The Madison Square Garden got 19,231. Raucous New Yorkers. I, I Surprisingly on Wikipedia, there is a buy rate for Rumble. Nice. Uh, 590,000. That's good. So, let's get into it. January 23rd That's of the nice. year. It's two, not like thousand. Tyson good, but it's, it's good. How about that set? I love the set. The set. I, I love the simplistic MSG set with the aisle, short aisle uh, camera, facing camera. Love it. Set up like an alleyway with a yep. cab hanging over it. Some empty pallets and dirt and bricks. So awesome. Well, I'm sad they only did the, ca- the inside cab shot once. So right. an opportunity missed with that. It was right. a really cool shot. So Should have used it when one of the guys was coming out. As mm-hmm. went, Bam, and then you see him coming out. Surprised they don't do that now if they ever went back, you know? But hey. It, SummerSlam, maybe. Maybe. So commentary. <laughs> commentary, yeah. once again, it's good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Can I tell you, I know like the J.R. King thing has played out a little bit, but thank fuck it's only a two-man booth. God, I am so over that WCW three-man booth or four or five or six-man booth. I, I'm kind of like... Oh, my God, it, Yeah, man. it's, it's kind of like today still now. Oh, it's so brutal, man. You don't need that many people talking. Yeah. Or you have Bobby who doesn't talk. So. <laughs> That's probably why we need somebody else out there. Bobby is just a... We can't take him off. He's a legend, but Jesus Christ, he just sits there. Adding nothing to the show. Bring Tanae back. God damn it. So let's go to our first match of the night, guys. As it's uh, Kurt Angle versus TBD. As he comes out, for Angle first comes out, makes fun of the Knicks, saying, you know, uh, if they need a real champion, they can just root for him. <laughs> It'll have to do. Um, they're going to wait forever for a uh, NBA title. He's not wrong. Yep, yep, yep. And then the orange lights come on, and then the music hits, and it's Taz. Uh, Which everybody in New York already knew. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, before uh, that, any of that happened, uh, they were chanting Taz yeah. loudly. <laughs> we're, uh, we're at the dawn of internet's been around for like five years, getting slowly and slowly more and people using it. 
we're right at the dawn here in early 2000 where good luck keeping anything a secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Jericho was really the last vestige. And, even, and some people knew he was. They coming. had signs in the crowd. So, yeah. They did a very good job uh, avoiding them that night. But yeah. yeah, they knew. But yeah, no, Taz is here. Uh, gets a monster. He's like over a little bit. Yeah, he's a little over. Just a, t- just a tiny bit over. Just a tiny bit over. Uh, Corey, yeah. give a little uh, thing about who is Taz. Peter Sinurcha is a professional wrestler trained in the late 80s in the same Johnny Rods place that Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray and all of them came out of. Um, originally the Taz Maniac. Uh, with long hair and face paint and barefoot. Looking like, yeah. Um, Straight up gimmick in WWF. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Working Memphis a little bit, working anywhere in the Northeast, gaining a little bit of a name, but as a character like that. And he made it to ECW as that character and wrestled Sabu and really earned his place there. They were tag champs, even though they fucking legit hate each other. Um, In 1995, he broke his neck. Um, he was wrestling a tag match. It was him and Eddie Guerrero against Dean Malenko and Two Cold Scorpio. When in 1995? Do you know? Summer 1995. Damn. That's almost time time angled it, so I was just like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Broke his neck in a spike pile driver, uh, yeah. finished the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie did most of the work, but he had finished the match. And then uh, they walked him to the hospital, where famously the doctor was like, how'd you get in here? He's like, I walked in. He's like, no, you didn't. He's like, the fuck I didn't? He's like, well, you have a broken neck. He's like, Oh, well, I still walked in here. <laughs> like, so, hey, what's your issue? I think my neck's broken. No, it's not. You're playing with me. Yeah. No. Uh, wisely, during that time, seeing the way the business was changing, um, shed his gimmick and started a new one with a shaved head, goatee, and his badass brawling style. It was repackaged as the, uh, the human wrecking machine and then eventually the human suplex machine. Taz, a dangerous shooter, who Paul Heyman brilliantly booked, where it was believable, even though he was like five foot five. I was like, he's like five six at yeah. the best. But it was believable the way they built him up. Um, and from that on, he was fucking over like Rover. And he became the, the TV champion. He became the world champion. And right in the middle of his fucking world title reign, the same week they uh, started their show on TNN, he <laughs> told Paul that he was leaving and going to the WWF. Um, and it took four months, but he's debuting on TV here. Uh, Taz is 5'9", according to Rick. That's bullshit. bullshit he is. That is bullshit. That's that gimmick uh, Hogan 6'8". Right. <laughs> according to the... Uh, the big show 7'2", 500 pounds. Yeah. According to the wiki, he's 5'9". Yeah, can't trust wiki. So... Taz gets in the ring. Big pop. Let's start the match. Taz tosses uh, Angle to the outside. Angle suplexes Taz on the entrance ramp. Taz hits a second um, a second rope over the head, belly to belly. Taz does a back suplex, and Angle lands face first. Yes, he does. Um, he worked hard to get it more. Because this is the match, though, that they saw the match go, and they went, Taz, you look unsafe. Because Angle was like, hey, I think it was that spot of like, he's like, when you throw me, throw me, I'll jump with you. And then it just didn't look right to their end. Because I remember. That's, that's the excuse they gave. Yeah. You want to yeah. know the honest truth? Yes. Vince McMahon saw him in person and then he's too fucking short. Yep. And of course. Yeah. Had nothing to do with being dangerous. Yeah. That's just the, the healthy. The safe way. The safe excuse they can yeah. use. 
Uh, Taz does multiple suplexes and then uh, puts in a submission. Uh, Taz's version of the sleeper hold and the cut to Hajime. Angle passes out and is choked out. And your winner, via passed out, Taz. Three minutes and 15 seconds. What do you think of them ending Angle's undefeated streak here with a guy who was to be determined? I mean, it was always going to be Taz, but nobody knew it, theoretically. What do you think about it? And in three minutes, too. It was pretty much a squash. Uh, I mean, if the goal was to get him over, uh, I mean, that would be the point, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes him, I mean, because for, what, three months now, Angle's been saying he's the only real athlete in the WWF, and this quote-unquote shooter comes in and just chokes him out. I mean, it's, it's brilliant booking. I like it. This should have started a feud. Yeah. Yep. I like it because of the fact that what you said, we will... Angle's been shooting, running his mouth for the past three months. Oh, I'm undefeated. No one can beat me. As, what, a couple weeks ago, he goes, I don't know who I'm facing at the Rumble, but I know everybody's moves. I didn't know that one. I also say it's genius for one reason, too. They learned from WWE's mistakes. They got that undefeated streak off him before it became an albatross like yep. Goldberg. He's so over, he doesn't need it anyway. But they still did it the smart way because he's a an Olympic champion wrestler. Um, where being pinned is is an ultimate in, in amateur wrestling. He still hasn't been pinned. He can always gripe that it was it wasn't a legal move. He was and I never lose. pinned. He was submitted. Yep. It's it's so, a win win in every yep. way you look yep. at it. Here's uh, what I what do you give it? I give it three. I said MSG is electric tonight. Angle gets a hot ovation, but then Taz comes out. Place becomes unglued. Short quick match, and Taz chokes out Angle for the quick win and his. Company peak. Uh, Officials come out and check on Angle, and Angle gets the stretcher job. Which is kind of depressing. It's it's all downhill from here, buddy. There it is. (laughs) Hey, sir. He's coaching tough enough. (laughs) Uh, We go Cole with the Hardys as they show highlights of Raw and SmackDown of them putting uh, the Dudleys and themselves through each other. Tables. This was was hard to watch. Yeah. The acting. Terry, no. We're We're not going to let you. We're not going to let you go out there because you could get hurt. We're going to show you how extreme it is. They need to work on the Hardy's uh, acting uh, abilities a little bit. Yeah. That was hard to watch. Yeah, well, as Terry said that they're going to go out. and as, I'll uh, give them somebody else who can take the bump. Yeah. More on that later. As, uh, <laughs> as uh, Corey says that they tell Terry, you're staying back. The Dudleys are too dangerous. So let's go to our next match. Mm-hmm. It's a tables match. The Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. However, both members of the team have to go through a table. What do you think of? What do you guys think of that little? This way should be an attack match. It's the way it should that's... be. It was a little confusing the way they were explaining it, yeah. because, but I think that's because this is the first I've ever had this kind of match. We're in virgin territory. So I think they were trying to, I mean, talk to their dumb audience and make you're, sure they understood it. But so you're saying this is the first time ever. I mean, for the, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I like, I think it's the way it should be. That should be elimination for the tag. Just like all triple threat matches should be elimination, like elimination style. All multi. You mean the ECW three way yeah. dance? That's how they all should be. That makes sense. I, it's one of the dumbest things. I, anyway, uh, before the match, the Dudleys bring up how uh, they that they shouldn't be booing their number one fan now or uh, their favorite new baseball player, John Rocker. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> My hero, my. John Rocker. Oh, God. It was like halfway through, I was like, where's he going? Oh, I know where he's going with it. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Uh, Bubba didn't have a stutter. 
He didn't s- 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 stutter he, once. He did it once. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see he it. He did it once. I was like, ah, I thought we were done. Uh, Devon says that they should uh, elect John Rocker as their new mayor. <laughs> Coming from Devon, that's such a... And yet, somehow, it might be better than Giuliani. So <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. This is weird. At that rate, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Jeff blasts Bubba with a few chair shots in the head, as uh, Corey said last week. Although... About how- uh, he, like, yes, but he, that's such a safe chair shot when Jeff does it. Like, it, it yeah. looks violent, but it was really safe for a unprotected chair shot. Yeah. It was as safe as it possibly <laughs> Defend could be. Defend it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's that, uh, it's that way of, uh, they know what they're doing. Like, the, even though the, in WWE term, WWF terms, the Hardys are new, but they've been wrestling with their own shtick for how many years? A mm-hmm. few. It's one thing I noticed since the Royal Rumble last year when The Rock just went Mark McGuire on Mankind's Head. I feel like they probably had it talked about, guys, we need to teach all of you how to safely swim. Not, don't do that. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Jeff runs off the guardrail, but Bubba throws a table. That was a cool spot. Into him. Um, Hardy's trying to hit a double suplex off the turnbuckle, but Devon moves the table. Genius. Uh, Matt brings in the ladder and uses it against both men. Matt places Bubba on a table and Matt climbs the ladder and has Devon and fights off Devon. Devon falls and hits like a fan. Mm-hmm. Matt, they're, by the way, they're on the outside. Matt hits the leg drop off the ladder and Jeff jumps off the corner into the splash. That is a brutal spot. It was so, Bubba, right? It was Bubba who oh, took it off. That is a brutal spot. But who took the worst landing? Matt. Matt, yeah. because down. Jeff, because yeah. it broke before Matt hit, and so Matt like took all concrete when he landed that leg drop. Oh god, that is a brutal spot. Um, where are we at? Ugh. There we go. Uh, there, Matt then blasts Debon with in the head with a chair shot. Uh, they stack a ladder on the apron. Uh, they stack a ladder on an apron. On the apron on one side, then the the. Uh, was it the stairs? Stairs. The still steps on yeah, the Yeah, it was other a side. weird uh, spot because they stacked stairs to do this. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, place Devon on it. Matt hits a leg drop through the... Uh, wait, where are we at? Okay. So, yeah, uh, the table's on the... Oh, sorry, a table. Matt hits a leg drop through the table, but Devon gets off it. And then Jeff does, like, a suicide dive, and Devon moves out of the way and goes through the table that's leaning against the thing. I was like, that was a cool spot. Like, both Hardy's flying through but tables. This is where I got a little confused, because they said right here that it had to be an offensive move. So, yes. like, those yeah. two didn't count, which I don't super love. But I do, because it would be too gimmicky. Like, oh, he just fell down. Like, I think it's a cop-out if the guy just moves and a guy crashes through it. It's like, oh, oh cool. D- Dudley's get the still steps. It's like a count-out win. I don't know. I think match. in this, I agree with you, but I think in this instance, when they were going through such high-risk moves, that would have been a really good penalty if they had lost the match that way. I don't agree, like, you just shoved them off. You pushed them off the turnbuckle. <laughs> uh, hard out. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with that, but, I, you know, that's, that's fine. It's a little nitpicky yeah. for me, but I'm okay with it. Uh, Dudley set up both still steps in the ring, place a table on it, and Bubba power bombs. Uh, I think Matt threw it because now it's 1 1. Devon and Jeff are the ones that have not gone through the table yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fight through the crowd. I love the fact that they fight through near the Macho Crush spot. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, from Witchmania. Ten. There it is. 
they set up four tables near an exit door. Sta- uh, stage hand is helping Bubba stack them as they're stacking two on top of two. So there's four next to each other. Yeah, I thought it was like a fan. I was like, what's happening? Yeah, it was like some <laughs> random security guys just helping them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hell yeah, I, took, I, lo- I took a little out of it to me, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. Hell yeah, I love extreme. Um, yeah. It's like, Dud- Dudla, uh, Dudla, uh, the Dudleys place Matt on top on top of uh, the table. Jeff attacks them both with a chair, but Bubba grabs the chair and hits Jeff with it. Jeff low blows Bubba and hits him with the chair, and then they uh, put uh, this is th- that's them fighting above the the uh, above the exit sign. As then Bubba falls off the exit sign through three of the four mm-hmm. tables. So how did he not hit all four? That is bananas. I wouldn't want to take that boat. Jesus Christ. Matt places Bubba, uh, Devon on the remaining table and Jeff with one of the iconic shots of the camera behind Jeff Hardy hits a, a long ass swanton bomb because he jumps over the remains of the other three and goes through the table and hits it on Devon. Um, your uh, winners, the Hardy boys, JR's losing his mind because he's like, I've never seen this in my goddamn mind. Like, what is happening? 10 minutes and 18 seconds. So, uh, this is the first pay-per-view I ever watched live. Okay. This is the first spot that I remember. I barely remember the Kurt Angle-Taz match. Like, honestly, until I watched it, I forgot that Taz won. Completely forgot that. I thought Angle won. Because um, I couldn't remember why Taz's run was so terrible. Because that's like, oh, they probably beat him on the first night. Because, you know, WWF. Um, but I remember this spot vividly. I was like... And I mean, it's obviously there's way more to come in the future, but like, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Corey? Four and a quarter. Crazy balls to the wall action. These two teams killed it and each other. Some truly death defying spots by Jeff Hardy. This felt like the future at the time, and it still did today. So. This and I remember, like, uh, just watching live. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch it live. I watched it, like, a week later on VHS. Okay. But I do remember distinctly thinking, like, man, this is the future. This is, this is how it's going to... Wow. And there was definite at the time, we, like, me and my friends, we all thought the Hardy Boys were the fucking coolest goddamn thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. these guys are going to revolutionize everything. Uh, there was just that feeling. Um, this match was fantastic. A hundred miles per hour almost the entire match. No, we'll get into that later. Yeah. I have something to say about that later. Um, but it was fantastic. I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed it as this once again is my first time watching this pay-per-view in its entirety. Have you ever seen this match? No. Damn. Damn. I've seen highlights. Well, now we're getting to the part that I know you were really looking yes, forward to. Yes, indeed. We go backstage first. As we have the doctors checking on Angle. Angle, hey, did I win? And uh, she's e- like, I don't know. EMT's like, I don't know. You were choked out. Angle's like, that's illegal. I'm still undefeated. I but, won, right? But did I win? <laughs> that, that's funny as shit of him. Like, I don't know. That's illegal. So I won. Yes, I did. Ha ha. So... Can we skip this part? Or? No, we got to talk about nah, it. Jesus. It's part of the paper. It sold tickets, supposedly. Oh, I or, don't doubt it. I don't know who 
would have wanted to, but yeah. Anyway. Miss Royal Rumble Bikini Contest. Your judges are Sergeant Slaughter, Tony Garia, Fabulous Moolah, Johnny V, Cla- uh, Classy, Freddie Blassie. The master of ceremony is Jerry Lawler. Then all, of, then they bring out all the contestants. And then out of nowhere. And out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, oh, yep. Andy Richter from the uh, Conan O'Brien show. He's here. Johnny, I felt bad for Johnny V. He got no pop. Yeah. Like, people are like, who's that? Uh, and just for insight, he's a former tag team champion, the Valiant Brothers, with the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. And uh, then a manager in the 80s of, like, Brutus Beefcake, the, the Dream Team. Not a very good manager. But most coincidentally, a childhood classmate of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Weird. Huh. That is weird. Um, your contestants in this bikini contest, Ivory, Terry, Jackie, BB, Luna, and The Cat. Uh, yep. So uh, they all show off their bikinis. <laughs> Can I just say something? Yes. I thought The Cat's bubble wrap bikini was lame as fuck. It was. It was lame. Like, I, and, and before we get into the debauchery that, that, that comes, comes up, who won this thing? If you're being legitimate, I, I, mean, I think it's Terry all the way. Yeah, probably Terry. Terry. Yeah. Um, however. However. But wait, there's more. However, it should have been Terry. However, uh, Moolah comes out and decides I am. May Young. Oh, May Young, sorry. Comes out. I, don't, I just don't want to talk about it. Uh, she comes out and she's, oh, I'm in this. So she shows her 1930s bikini, and then she goes, well, I'm going to show you my tits, and whips one out in front of uh, Jerry Lawler, and then he freaks out. But on our screen on the network, if you watch it on the network, it has a big censored X on it. If you watched live. As I did. um, You saw it. You saw everything. Yeah, they didn't do that on the live. Nothing. Oh, I know. I know. We got it all. But did you know? So what you were seeing was a prosthetic yeah. tit. Thank it's God. not her real. They yeah. had a bodysuit on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will say the <sighs> only funny thing about that, okay, is about uh, May showing off her fake tit, is the nom flashback Lawler has the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did laugh when he said that he, he pretty much predicts her puppies give powdered milk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, however, uh, so she shows off her fake tit, and then the judges come in, and uh, May Young wins. Right. So, Joe, uh, Rogue Alex, I want you to repeat what you just said. After she showed off yep. her fake tit, the they judges announce. They announce that she wins. Okay. Just remember that for 24 hours from now. So, yeah, that was. So, here's the thing. We all hated it. Yeah. Uh, back then, it, fuck, this mattered. It got over. Oh, my God. That crowd was raucous for this. And it was so over that if you look to this day, if you look at the DVD or VHS cover of the Royal Rumble, Terry and her bathing suit is on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was important enough to put on the front of the video. Uh, it's, I mean, it's part of the selling point. At least it was Terry. Like <laughs> Christ, was it May? <laughs> so, uh... That goes about 10 minutes. As uh, then are we get, go offsite to WWF New York as we just see the coach swamped by fans. It's actually them trying to get into the bathroom after eating the terrible food there. I, uh, man, I kind of wish I could have watched like a pay per view there, though. Just to experience it, it once. Have, I think it would have like that Buffalo Wild Wings experience. 
Kind but, of, but it would just like, I don't know, just like. Would you try that? I know we had the <sighs> debate over, would you have their food? So, I mean, I've watched B-dubs. Yeah. I've watched like UFC at B-dubs. So that's like probably the closest comparison I could get where yeah. everybody was watching one event. Um, I don't know. I think it would just be cool to watch like, uh, like a big wrestling pay-per-view at a wrestling themed bar. Yeah. It'd be cool. I heard it was a blast at the Squared Circle, which was Victoria. Her and her husband, when they were together, had a wrestling-themed bar or restaurant named the Squared Circle in Chicago nice. in like the mid-2010s. Nice. And they would do pay-per-views. In fact, they would just have the network on, period, on, on loop. When, looping. Yeah, I mean, it's a wrestling-themed Yeah. Yep. And I guess the only difference is they had like really good food, too. But then the marriage broke up and the place shut down. I would really would. That would be cool to do. Fuck it, let's open one. Yeah. No cell bar. <laughs> let's do it. We go backstage with Chris Jericho and China as they're arguing who should take the belt out for their match. However, <laughs> Dave Hebner shows up and just takes the belt. <laughs> Jericho calls him Earl. Jericho. <laughs> Earl. Earl. I mean, Dave. I mean, Dave. <laughs> <He's> awesome. <laughs> but then he goes, you know what, China? No, who cares about that? Because in 10 minutes, the belt will be around my waist anyway. They also don't look anything alike. I, I could tell them apart pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. twins, but you can tell them apart. It's not like the Harris Hogan Nazis. Couldn't. Hogan couldn't. Well, you know. Brother. Which one? Who Who paid? Who had the surgery, brother? Yeah. <laughs> then, now they're promoting this um, uh, Do Not Try This at Home ad. Yeah, this yeah. is around the time that one of, uh, one of the first big uh, children doing wrestling moves at home resulted in death. That's right. Assume. And that's when they started doing this. I just kept doing them at home. Yeah, me too. I gave my bro- brother a black eye once on accident. We were, we were the worst, though. Like, but the generation before you guys, we were the worst because we did it at home, but we're the older generation, right? So we were doing the headlocks and arm drags and shit, too. Like We, we were having oh. wrestling matches. Oh, I had an hour-long wrestling match complete with uh, rest holes. I was in a yeah. figure four for like 10 minutes. Yep. I got thrown off. We did it on a playground. I got thrown into uh, it was a wooden playground. I got thrown into like the side of like the wooden like awesome. ladder into the slide. My awesome. friends, I did elbow drop off the top of the slide. It was fucking awesome. My friends' brothers moved out to go live with their dad. Mm-hmm. Right, lost via stunner. Hate to see it. Oh man, yeah. And um, they left their beds behind, so my friend dragged them out. They're, it ended up being total four because they had like two mattresses each. Mm-hmm. So we had four mattresses in the backyard. And we would do wrestling matches on it. Oh yeah, we would just do like arm drags and hip tosses yep. and jump off a ladder to do like rocker dropper fist drops yep. and shit like that. We were like, Oh, we thought we were the shit. Hell yeah, dude. I, uh, I, uh, gr- playing wrestling with my older brother at the time. He power bombed me. However, the room was so small that I hit the roof and then I went down like head first into the ground. But then wrestling stopped once I tried to get my little brother a drop kick. Jesus Christ. And uh, let's just say my right foot got him the eye and gave him a black eye. So that's when the parents were like, all right, no more. My friend, this had nothing to do with wrestling, but we were playing basketball outside. You know, in the street, you have a portable. Yeah. yeah. And one guy kept fouling him. and He got so pissed, he gave him a pedigree in the street. Hell yeah. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) I broke my parents' bed, powerbombing my brother. Straight up. Took him up and snapped the boards. I broke the yeah. boards on my we were in trouble on my parents' bed too because <laughs> that's where the secondary TV was and if I wanted to go watch wrestling it's like you can go up there and just fucking yeah. watch it okay but I had the those little wrestling buddies yep yeah I had the Ultra Warrior I didn't pick it 
Yeah. Um, but I beat the shit out of it, right? Wrestling matches. And who was my favorite growing up? Macho Man. Of course. So I was doing that flying elbow yeah, onto were. that fucker all the time. I ended up breaking it. Oh, shit. Uh, you remember those, like, so my parents also had, at one point, had a giant dress for those giant mirrors on top yes. of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, my yes. parents had that, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 off one of those one day, that fucking mirror came crashing down. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's we pr- thought... We That's thought, hardcore. We thought oh, we cracked the ceiling fuck. at my friend's uh, duplex because we were upstairs in the uh, in his bedroom, and much like Bubba Ray during the last match, we were fighting on the edge of his bed, and he punched me, and I just went backwards onto the floor, so loud. <laughs> we thought we cracked the fucking ceiling. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this at home. I do. It took the air out of me, too, completely. Yeah. So, yeah, you took the bump. That took a full flat on back bump. Bat, suck. <laughs> Those are not fun. What's the best bump? What's the best bump? Not a flat back. No. <laughs> so, let's go to our next matches where we were told not to do it at home, but we did. It's a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship Hardcore Holly versus the co champions of Chris Jericho and China. Uh, Jericho has a new shirt, a Jer- Jericho Holic. T-shirt. It's one of the, I remember this one vividly. Yeah, uh, look, but shirts were actually good. Yeah, Weird. go figure. Uh, beginning of the match, both men take China out of the ring, throw her out so they can Thank wrestle Christ. each other. Uh, Jericho reverses a hurricane runner by Holly and puts him in the wall. It's Jericho, but China breaks it up. The crowd boos when China does this. So first, uh, I thought they fucked up the spot that I was looking we're doing. It was a really cool spot. This crowd, um, China's the. Intended conquering babyface in Dimmit Land. Yup. But that's not how this Madison Square Garden card saw it. They were Jericho-holics. Yep. This crowd is um, how I feel about China now. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're done with this. So yeah. let's, let's wrap this up. We, we had a good run. More on that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Jericho does a springboard crossbody to the outside. Uh, China just throws Holly into him. <laughs> Uh, China with her head head spring elbow into Jericho in the corner. Holly attempts to hit China with a chair, but Jericho grabs it. Uh, China then drop kicks the chair into Holly's face. Uh, Jericho and China do a double slash on Holly and double pin him, but they break each other's pin up. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Jericho throws China behind him, and China lands on her legs and then lo- like does like a supposed to do like a back body drop. But she just jumps, falls behind, and in like one motion, low blows him. Like instead of just falling on her knees, she like fell on her knees, but in that same motion, low blowed him. Uh, China then pedigrees Holly, but Holly kicks out of the pedigree at two point nine, which so, I liked. Which shows how dominant the, her pedigree is. It's not Triple H's pedigree. Oh, this yeah. is also around the time that Steph and Triple H are. It's official. Yeah, and it's um, supposed to be China. Uh, Holly has China on his, on her shoulders, and Jericho hits a cross body on China for two and a half. Jericho goes for a superplex on Holly, but China trips them both. China then hits the superplex, but both their legs, uh, they try to pin each other for the double pin spot, but it just didn't look good because both their legs were so far apart that then they both like wrapped up around each other to try to do the double pin. Yeah. Uh, China hits uh, Holly with a chair, then puts him in the walls of Jericho. However, China then uh, then however Jericho then hits a bulldog on China, and then a moonsault on her for the win. 
Seven minutes and 31 seconds. Boys, what did you, what did you think of this triple threat? I thought it was a fun little triple threat match. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'm done with the China experiment, but... Uh, Jericho was entertaining as fuck, and Hardcore Holly is entertaining as fuck, and was a good base for both of them. So, I enjoyed the match. Um, I went two and a half. Slightly disappointing, and at the risk of getting canceled, I hope this is the end of the China experiment. <laughs> Yep. She dragged this down, in my opinion. She did. Like, she didn't. I, I would have much preferred 10 minutes of just Jericho and Holly. Like, he carried her to a couple good matches, but. She's limited. Like, she's limited. It's just going to be the same match again as they did. Like, she can't do much. And that's why I just want the whole experiment to be done because yep. you got a lot of money out of it for a couple months. That's really all you can expect with this. Then we go backstage with one Michael Cole, and he's with The Rock, and they're discussing the uh, Royal Rumble tonight. So and Rock's like, you know, I have some tough, uh, the, probably the toughest opponents in the Rumble tonight that, it, that if I can get through them, I have a chance of winning. Uh, and they, Rock's like, Big Show and Kane? No. Crash Holly and Headbanger Mosh. That's right. If I get past them, I have a great chance on winning the Rumble. Michael Cole's like, okay, no disrespect to them. But what about the Big Show? <laughs> the Rock wipes his ass with what the Big Show thinks. I love that. Was, well, that was my favorite line, even after the crash thing. He was like, is that what you think? He did the whole what you think thing. I was like, how is he? He's not standing there. He said, the Rock's wipes a monkey's ass with what you think. <laughs> and then Rock says that oh, he hopes that... Uh, fuck. Yep, hopes uh, it's him and Big Show's the final two because he's going to whoop Big Show's ass all over New York. It's a good promo. Yeah. 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 Crash Hollywood. And bigger much. <laughs> hey, I got those two motherfuckers over all of a sudden. Jesus yeah. Christ. I wonder if he went to those two before Mike. Can I use your name? Yeah. Because in theory, he's burying the fuck out of them, really. He is. So it's like, you know. But they're probably smart enough. I would hope it'd be like, fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> Go ahead, say buddy. it. Absolutely yeah. say my name. Uh, we're going to get a history uh, as our next match. It was going to be the Acolytes and the New Age Outlaws as the Acolytes became number one contenders at the Royal Rumble uh, at the uh, Armageddon. At Armageddon. Um, so our next match for the Tag Team Championships, the Acolytes versus the New Age Outlaws. Uh, Acolytes sprint down the, to the ring and attack the Outlaws. Bradshaw hits Gunn with a uh, clothesline, and Gunn corkscrews himself mid-air in the air for that spot. Uh, Gunn uh, pulls out the ref, and Bradshaw clotheslines Gunn and the ref. Kind of. Kind of. X-Pac <laughs> runs down and beats, uh, uh, tries to attack the Acolytes um, and distracts him enough to, for Gunn to hit the Famouser on Bradshaw for the win. Two minutes and 39 seconds. This was pointless to be on this pay-per-view. God, man. Two stars. This sucked. The Outlaws have expired. And after the earlier tag match, both of these teams seemed like relics. Yeah. Like... Out with the old. This is this had absolutely no place on pay per view. If this was going to be the I, match, don't do it. I can't believe they put this on after that other tag match yeah. because they should have cut it. You gave yeah, you gave us something so fucking exciting, and then you have these two fucking. And I don't. I like the acolytes, but it's like it's just a different team. Like mm-hmm. they're relics. Like it was a squash match the entirety for for the acolytes. For the it was for the outlaws, really. You know what it feels like. It feels like these two teams should be on Nitro fighting for the WCW tag yeah, team title. 100%. Yep. Then 
We go to our own, the history for our next match, as it's the history of Cactus Jack and one Triple H. Oh, so real quick, I was just going to ask you before we move on. So when they hyped that last match, the Acolytes and, Ro- and Outlaws, I'm assuming all of these promos were on heat because we didn't see a fucking one of these promos. Yeah, I'm guessing. I yeah. was like, what in the fuck is this build from? Yeah. Because yeah. they went from, they won the match in Armageddon and then like two weeks like ago, yeah. they were number one contenders. There was yeah. no build. Apparently no, it was on heat. And nice. like, yeah, the prom, the <laughs> hype for that was like uh, the Road Dog and... Uh, well, they were too busy having uh, DX feud with DX. Jesus, man. Well, they had like, you know... Uh, yeah, because like they had Road Dog and Billy on the on the uh, apron, like on the stage, talking about how they're afraid of him and stuff. And I was like, when did this happen? But Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat. We're gonna do uh, the history of Cactus Jack and Triple H. Triple H winning the title. DX attacking Mankind. Mankind getting fired. I really missed the m- promo music that they used to do for this stuff. Yeah. Um, the have a bad day skits, mankind being reinstated, then mankind transforming or McFoley transforming from mankind to Cactus Jack. Our next match is for the WWF Championship in a street fight. This had a big time feel to it. I wrote the exact verbiage. I was like, this feels like a big ass fight. Yep. Did you see the thing they left out in that promo, Corey? What? That shit from SmackDown. Yeah. yeah because it wasn't needed. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Yeah, first note. Wasn't needed. Big fight feel. Oh, this yeah. felt yep. fucking gigantic. Cactus Jack versus Triple H. And I and like that's the thing I love about this time to, let's uh, say, current. You know, like we said, like this. Cactus comes out first, all right? Here comes Triple H and Stephanie. Earl has to hold back Cactus. Triple H stands in the aisle way, looks at him. Jack's like, get your rest. Get in here. Get in here. Get in here. Like, just doing that, right? So let's go to current day. Our favorite response, yes. <laughs> the Miz child is going to be kidnapped by the Fiend. Hold what on, is, hold on. I got to hit my pose. He has to pose on top of the stage instead of maybe hiding, doing something different. It, nope, hit that pose, wait in the ring, baby face smile. While Cactus Jack here, who's your baby face? Get the fuck in the ring. Get, wants I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. The is holding him back. I do love that he sent Stephanie back, too. He's like, yeah, you probably not be out here for yeah. this one. Yeah. It, it's the little things that add so much to matches. Mm-hmm. And already the bell hasn't rung yet. We've come up with three or four little things. Oh, so that already. Just, so good. Send the, send the wife back. It's going to be rough. Jack already wanting <clears throat> to get his, get his hands on him. So, Corey... Yeah, you and I have seen this match. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Joe. Yes. You had not seen this match. I have not. What were you thinking about before the bell rang? How pumped were you for this match? I was pretty amped. I was pretty amped just because of the I was amped again and I'd seen it five, six times. I, I was amped. I was like, God damn. I hadn't seen it in a while. <laughs> I was amped because I wanted to see the Like honestly, this is probably in my personal top ten WWE matches of all time. Yeah. I fucking love this. You match. are probably not alone in that. Yeah. Um, but no, I was super, I was amped for this. Man, it might be. Yeah. I will talk about it in a minute when we get to the end. Um, we start the match off. Uh, Jack hits Triple H with a swinging neck breaker on the outside. Uh, Triple H tries to enter the ring, but Jack hits his, le- uh, hits his leg, like hits a leg drop on him to keep him out of the ring. So when he gets back in the ring, they leg drop him. Uh, Triple H blasts Cactus with the ring bell. Triple H grabs the chair and tells Jack to get in the ring. 
So as Triple H is standing in the ring, Jack gets back in, and Triple H hits him with a home run blast. <laughs> is this over the back, right? No, yeah. this is the face. The head, okay. But, but here's the thing. We talked about this last week. Mankind puts his hand up at the l- very last <laughs> second. He remembers last year. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's the thing that bothers me today. Like, you could still do simulated serotots to the head. This is supposed to be entertainment. Mm. Everybody knows it's predetermined. Yeah. It's just the guys have to practice their craft. Nobody practices their craft anymore. They just practice the high spots over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It used to be a fucking art form to take those chair shots and not get hurt at all because you put your hand up at the last second and did it in a way that wasn't obviously noticeable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, it's weird, right? Um, like the, the wide range of how, this, how people do this. Because you look at this shot on, on Cactus Jack, it looks so good, it looks so violent, but it was safe. Mm-hmm. But you look at Hogan swinging a chair, you're like, dog, just, don't, Hogan, do, don't use the Hogan, chair. Hogan, that looks terrible. Hogan He's afraid swinging, of cracking anything. Hogan, right? Hogan swinging a chair is like when we try and do it. Like, like I don't want to hurt you, but we're going to Hogan, do it. man, what are you doing? I don't get it either. Cause like, Dan Patrick swings a better chair. Because he's famous for letting the guys haul off on him to make it look good. Yeah. Like, we need to drop money, brother. Right. But when he does it... But like the home run string, but he does it. Triple H does it so well that it like it glides over Jack, yep. not in the yeah. way to hit him. Well, because straight so on the impact. Rock last year swung down. You're supposed to swing over, yeah, across, which not he down. does. Which, There's a way to do it. I remember uh, <laughs> speaking there. I, I listened to a Jim Cornette podcast sometime last year. One of the hardcore matches that one of the companies did. It's probably an AEW one, where he just went off on him and he said something about. Um, they're so fucking unsafe. Why don't they just do the fucking chair shots to the head that never hurt anybody? And his co-host was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, if you know what you're doing, those quote-unquote dangerous chair shots don't hurt a fucking thing. And, but they won't do those because they're dangerous. But then they go through sheets of glass and fucking all this other crap that makes them fucking injured, breaks them down, severs an artery, whatever. But oh no, we can't do those chair shots to the head that we blocked and never got hurt on. He's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You're trying to be safe, so you're doing things eight times as dangerous. So, so, yeah, it's, it's it's the right to left swing, not down. It's, yeah, it's my uh, it's my argument for like backyard wrestling or even like the GCW stuff. Right, because they'll do all of that shit, but then pull their punches. I'm like, just fucking punch yeah. them in the face at that point. Like, yeah. why does it matter now? Like, I mean, you're being <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's Foley's down. Foley's down, but then he instantly gets up after a couple seconds. What that makes sense with the, cust- with the character. With the, where it's Cassius Jack. I was going to ask you guys it's that. Well, it's well known. you got to kill him because to keep him down. Mankind didn't do this. Yeah, no. Mankind would sold that shit. Dude would too. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't mind it because I knew it was the character of Cactus Jack. The whole build was, you're going to have to kill me. And the shit that he's been through, a simple chair shot isn't the worst thing that he's done. Uh, Jack puts the chair on Triple H's face and hits the leg drop onto it. Uh, Cactus back body drops Triple H into the crowd. They fight through the crowd. Um, uh, where are we at? Here we are. Um, oh, uh, Jack stacks up uh, wooden pallets and Jack back suplexes Triple H onto a trash can. So, this is the part that I believe that Triple H gets a giant gash in. No, nope, it's later. Later? Yep. Okay. Because um, he doesn't get a gash. He yeah, gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets stabbed. By the pallet? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. not here. It's later. Yeah, it's wood sticking in him. Oh, like okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Jack throws... Oh, there it is. Uh, Jack throws Triple H into the entrance door and rams his head into it multiple times. Triple H then back suplexes Jack on the trash can, and that's when his leg is... Stabbed. The pallet stabbed him? Yeah, it's the pallet, not the garbage can. Well, no, he, no they were next to the pallet. Yeah. He, st- he suplexed Jack he, through the trash can. No, he suplexes him on the pallet. Straight up. Hmm. There's multiple back suplexes. No, he, no uh, Jack goes onto the trash can. The pallet yeah. stabs Triple H. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But I was thinking, like, because it's on the side. They both he does did. suplex him on the pallet. No, they both do. They both do. He, they, but Jack suplexes Triple H on the pallet. But then Triple H back suplexes Jack on the trash can, yeah, and that's that. when he comes up stabbed. So that's brutal. It was brutal because he always says he was stabbed when he was suplexed on the pallet. So I was, that's what I thought. But I was looking for, and he definitely wasn't. That's he not wasn't, what it happened. Yeah, I that's, that's what I thought the spot was too. And I was like, did they just cut it out of the network? I thought he was stabbed by the trash can. Oh god. Oh god. But uh, I was. Uh, 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 Jack puts Triple H in front of the steel steps. And hit in San Diego. To the moon, baby. Uh, Triple H in the puts Jack puts Triple H in front of the still steps and does his running knee to him. Uh, Jack pulls out a two by four with barbed wire around it. Crowd pops for that. Crowd pops, but then starts to boo as Earl tries to stop the Dude. match by using it. Dude, he took that out of the ring. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill Earl Hudner. <laughs> Holy fuck, he's going to. Uh, <laughs> Earl stops Jack from using the barbed wire bat. However, Triple H uses it by hitting him in the gut in the back multiple times. Earl then tosses the bat. Uh, Jack uh, snaps and punches Earl and then goes to the announce table and threatens them until they (laughs) hand him the barbed wire bat. I thought that was awesome. Earl tries to stop him, but Triple H runs into him. So we bump. Uh, Jack hits Triple H in the face with the bat. Triple H is now Busted open. And he, he swung. Yeah, he like, did. Yeah. Jack tries to pile drive Triple H through the announce table, but Triple H's back body drops on, onto the announce table. The table does break. Triple H then hip tosses Cactus onto the still steps, and it's like that knee first one oh. that Mang Foley does all the time. He's that just like, so oh brutal. My God. Oh, my God. And he can like, see him grab his leg. Like, oh, fuck, that hurt. Triple he took H- that one bad. He does. Then Triple H attacks Jack's knee with that barbed wire 2 by 4 Triple H pulls out some handcuffs and handcuffs tri- Mankind. Catches Jack, just like Mankind was at last year's Royal Rumble. I love the callback because JR was like, yep, Triple H watched this match last year. He remembers this well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fantastic callback because of, oh, shit, right? Um, however... Triple H tries to hit Jack with the steel steps instead of a chair. But uh, Jack does a drop toe hold, <laughs> and Triple H falls and hits his head in the steps. <laughs> Jack low blows Triple H by knocking him down and then just falling into the ground, like into his groin. Yep. I thought that was cool. Uh, Jack is biting Triple H. Earl has to pull him off. Uh, Triple H breaks a chair over the back of Jack. I was going to bring that up. He broke a chair over his back. You know how hard you have to hit somebody with a fucking chair to break it over their back? Really hard. A metal chair. I was like, oh my God. Dude, Jesus Christ. I might rather take the headshot. Oh my God. <laughs> Broken chair, headshot. Kendo. Fuck, man. Uh, Jack roll, goes up to the entrance ramp. Triple H blasts 
cactus with multiple headshots to the uh, with a the chair. Then all of a sudden, the rock comes out of nowhere and blasts Triple H with the hold chair. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the only part of the match I didn't. I didn't like, like this part, Be- and only because you say blast. No, the rock came out and gave a Hulk Hogan memorial chair shot to yeah. Triple H. That thing, if it even glanced his head, I would be shocked. I mean, he swung it with all the so, uh, with all the power well, of like a it, dead it was, guy. It was just a running. And I look, agree with that. I'm wondering if he didn't have the room he thought he was going to have because yeah. they were both laying in the eye. He had to like walk over Jack to do it because the jump camera over shot was good because you weren't supposed to see him coming. You yeah. really didn't. So I'm wondering if he just didn't have room. And that's the because yeah. like you could see Triple H like lean like because yeah. I don't think they had room to get to because it was terrible. It was not a good chair shot. I was like, oh come on, they're killing each other out here, and you you swing a sponge at his head. Because we all know The Rock is swinging a chair. Yeah. yeah. He knows how to do it. So I'm just, I, I wonder I, if it's I, the I just, room thing. I just think it was the room because of the fact that you had Jack's body on the ground. You had the pallet. You had the trash can. was just destroyed The alley's ma- like maybe <laughs> just a hair over my like arm length here. But yeah, Rock comes out of nowhere, hits Triple H with it. A cop comes out of nowhere and uncuffs Jack. <laughs> That's that weird. weird. It's that, it's that same one that helps uh, Bubba put the tables up. I love extreme, dude. <laughs> But this is too extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Not this extreme, guys. Save it for the bedroom. Uh, Jack Powell drives Triple H on the Spanish announce table. That doesn't break. Oh, God, dude, that's brutal. That's so brutal. Then uh, Jack pulls out a little bag. Lawler thinks it's a bag of sand. Well, that would also hurt. <laughs> but it's a bag pocket of sand. pocket sand. But nope, it's a bag of thumbtacks. Stephanie tries to come out and distract the uh, Jack and the ref. Triple H in the back body drops Jack into the thumbtacks and hits a pedigree, but Jack kicks out. So what does he do? He grabs Cactus and then puts him over the thumbtacks and pedigrees him into the thumbtacks. Earl had to do the slow Earl count for some reason. Because well, he was trying not to get thumbtacks in his fucking yeah. hand. Yeah, so, okay. if you, like, so if you watch, he, he jumped around and it was like, uh, one... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Trying to find... Okay. So, That's yeah. why the people at GCW wear gloves. Yeah. Because that shit... Yeah, fuck that. Because I was just going to like... Earl's doing the Earl count. Like, oh, you're had, fine. He yeah. had this much room to count. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Your winner, Triple H. 26 minutes and 55 seconds. However, after the match, Triple H gets structured out. But Jack doesn't give a shit. Gives chase <laughs> to the... Uh, Stretcher brings Triple H back to the ring, hits Triple H with a barbed wire, and has a stare down with Stephanie. Which, by the way, crimson mask for one Triple H. Uh, so when he kicked out of the pedigree, I was like, motherfuck. But then they got me when they went back to when they did the tax. I was like, oh, genius. Fucking genius. I was mad for like two seconds that he kicked out of the pedigree. Because no one has kicked out until Jack. Not sure that would take a pedigree on thumbtacks. I gotta be honest. Dude. And then the image. Then the image. Fuck that, then the image. Dude. They zoom in on Cactus's forehead, and he has like six. Like backdrop is bad enough. Oh, the pedigree. Face nah, first. Dog. He had him stuck in his forehead. And yeah. this is. Nah, but this, dog. And this is Triple H doing it. That he's holding your arms all the way down. Yeah, this is before he. Yeah, before he let go. I'd let yeah. go because people couldn't take it. I took one of those pedigrees once. We didn't let go. Oh, it hurts. hurts. It hurts. Like a yeah. motherfucker. So, boys, what do you think of this match? Well, he already just yep, said, said what I did. Okay. But I want to hear how the guy who's never seen it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it's like this, as I'll put it this. It was brutal, but it was the WWF way of being brutal that it was 
a tamed brutal. You know what I mean? Not like a ECW. If I'm picking thumbtacks out of my forehead, well, I don't think it's too tame. Well, I don't see. I'm just saying it's tamed because it's not like, oh, it's PG. I'm just saying like they put it in their own realm to be hardcore in a way. Sure. He had thumbtacks in the head, but it's Mick Foley. He's gone through that. It's it's not headbanger Mosh who's taken the thumbtack pedigree. With the exception of barbed wire matches in ECW. Yeah. This is about as hardcore as anything ECW did. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. With the exception of those. Those are a to, different story. In my mind, in my mind, those ECW, <laughs> hardcore matches are like GCW nowadays. Of like, it's more extreme no. back then. That's how I it felt. Was, it was the most extreme back then, but it's quaint and, and uh-huh. tame compared oh, yeah. to GCW. Um, what did uh, the, da- the, 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 the database give it? Oh, I gave it the full five. Oh. Did you go full this, five? This full is, five. simply put, one of the greatest matches in WF history. Jack literally was willing to kill himself to legitimize Triple H as a certifiable top guy. And that's too many. Then that's something that not enough people talk about. The in, the entire see he was ready to retire in like October. Yep. The entire reason he worked through until he does is because they were missing Austin, and they needed to legitimize Triple H as a top guy to earn money with The Rock, mm-hmm. and Foley took it upon himself because to be that guy to put him over to that level. Because the only other way to do that is to have him beat The Rock, and you can't do that yet. Exactly. Because that doesn't. Then that just yeah. So he did it for the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and so many people forget that or just don't talk about the fact that this was entirely done to build Triple H to that level, as the way you should when you're going out. Exactly. Uh, but too many dangerous, awesome spots to highlight. But this simply here's what I think why it was so special. It was the perfect match at the perfect time in the perfect place. I don't disagree with your rating. I didn't give it a full five. And I could not tell you what it was. It was missing something for me, and I don't know what that is. But it didn't hit a, f- a gear somewhere for me. And I could not tell you why or where or what they could have done differently. There was just something in the match that I thought lacked. A little tiny bit. It, it's funny. It, the match is nowhere near as good as this, but that's exactly how I felt last week with Benoit said. Like, there was a something off that kept me from going higher than I did. It was good, but mm-hmm. not... But, but the, I, so, I mean, I get it. It's everybody's, everybody's perception is different. To me, this is just, like, if you're going to have that kind of, I don't want to call it a garbage match because it's not. Right. But a street fight, a hardcore style match in this arrow ring, it's the perfect one you can do. Yep. And, um, and I thought, maybe because I did think going in, the, the, the point was to prove that Triple H belonged. And I think they, I think they, they hit a home run there. Mm-hmm. Like, this legitimizes him as a guy. So, uh, up until this point, this is easily Triple H's best match. Yes. Um, where does it rank for you in Triple H matches? Is it better than Taker at uh, the Hells on the Match of Mania? That's a really interesting question. Right. I would really have to put some time and thought into that. Because the only one that came up that came to me besides the Taker Cell match is Sean at SummerSlam in 02. That's another one. Yeah, that's another. That's one. the only other one that came close to me. Those are really the only three of Triple H. I mean, he's had a lot of good, right, match, right, great for sure. But those three are all time, and I would really have to think about which ones are which. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the three stages of hell with Austin and one. Yeah. So those four are probably the ones to look at. Um, I'm gonna have to do some thinking on that. Uh, this was great though. Some and database of homework. 
And now we got, I mean, come on. Yeah, I've, I've been joking this entire podcast. Oh, there's only one logical winner. And I do hate that when rumbles come around where it's like, okay, it's obviously so-and-so. But also, to me, the Royal Rumble is like pizza. It's not bad. Even bad pizza is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I got some interesting stats for you guys at the end of it. Awesome. Can't wait. So before, before um, let me just say this. I agree that this is probably Triple H's best match. I love the fact that they, because we've been so tame with Dirty and anything, if you're not watching GCW or AW, how Crimson Mask Triple H was. It's like I said before a couple, a couple months ago, and you guys looked at me weird about how I said that Triple H is the Ric Flair WWF at the time of just keeps giving and giving. Yeah. And too bad that didn't continue. It Don't didn't. But you know, what I mean, like he helped. He gave oh, a lot here for one. That's beautiful. Uh, cactus. You know why? It's like Be- March Madness. Oh, so cool. Why? Because he knew that uh, this was this important. entire thing was built around making him a star. Mm-hmm. So he was going to do whatever. I also want to say real quick, and I almost said after you mentioned the other matches, I think it's funny that that highlights what I was going to say, and I forgot to say. All of his best matches. And Triple H is a brilliant wrestler. He yeah. really is smart. Yep. But he doesn't always lead a great match. They could be plotting. There's, you know, there can be self-serving. Mm-hmm. All four of the matches we talked about were not done by him. Nope. Like, they were not... Like, he didn't call it. Nope. It was the other guy, or in case the Mania Taker match, heavily produced by Vince and Pat as well. Um, so it's just food for thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, before we go to the Rumble, we're going to go off-site here with one Jonathan Coachman at the WWF <sighs> New York as he brings in Linda McMahon. God damn it. So what do you think of the McMahon-Helms era? Uh, that's something that uh, no comment and that we will deal with in the McMahon way. And I was like, how? They're married. What are going to do about it? I'm confused. You said Linda McMahon. I thought he was talking to a statue. Uh, damn near. But let's go nice to the later. Rumble. Oh. Let's go <laughs> to the Rumble, shall we, baby? Yeah, yeah. But first. They're not in it. But first, let's show highlights of one pay-per-view. The 1995 Royal Rumble when Sean wins it with one foot. I repeat, one foot hitting the ground. I mean. It's five years later. We get it, okay? (laughs) Also, both feet hit. However, uh, we can't go to the Rumble yet, Joe, because they have to clean up all of that fucking mess in that ring. That's why they're doing all this crap. Oh, my God. I was hoping they'd bring back the early 90s. I was hoping they'd bring back the early 90s where they just had random, like, 20-second promos from, like, 10 of the guys in there. <laughs> so awesome. Yes! Dude, man. That, yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, they destroyed um, that ringside. I'm going to pass the test and win the Royal Rumble. Should have done that. There it is. Hard times. And <laughs> yeah. There's going to be hard times for 29 other pieces of crap. Because the boss man is winning the Royal Rumble. The Rock already said, I'm his biggest competition. I'm Crash Holly. I win the world. If you eliminate me, you ain't my homie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to back that ass up all the way to WrestleMania. Hello, ladies. Uh, the big guy boss, he's going to eliminate all one of you one at a time. They really missed an opportunity there. That'd be fun. It's fucking fun. Steve Blackman's like, uh, so actually, I so have he just, personality. He just stares at the So com- thinking about that, though, right? Because Coach is at WWF yeah. New York. Yeah. So yeah. the only person you have who could do that is Michael Cole. Do you want him doing that? Because well, no, Oakland's at the other guy's no, in place. No. They should be pre-taped. Maybe and pre-taped. there's like no interviewer. Oh, it's just like, gotcha. Gotcha. 
Tonight I'm going to throw 29 pieces of trash over and win the Royal Rumble. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that been, that's, Kane that does like awesome. his pyros thing for some reason. Like it just Paul goes Tory, off behind Paul him. Paul Torrey struggles to put four words together. Yep. Uh, I'm going to win the I'm going to win the Boy Rumble because I'm bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Oh God damn it. Jesus. All right, so we are the cleanup crew's done. So let's get to the Royal Rumble. Hey, first we have to get Howard explaining the rules. No, thank you, Howard. You Did you miss it? that or not? Him ex- explaining for ten minutes how the Royal Rumble works. Nah, I mean at this point everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Let's see who who the first entrance is. It's one D'Lo Brown. Already I've, disappointed, but not. Pip DeLorean. It's no, just like no, D-Lo. No, like, this is DeLorean, What are we doing? What's the whole point of the gimmick change this? However, number two is Grandmaster Sexay, and Lawler's losing it because he's like, what? What is Grandmaster 2? It's, uh, he's like, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. Jesus. Um, Pretty random, too, to start. <laughs> yep. He's like, hmm. Uh, number three is Mosh. Oh, shit. There's that guy. There's the shit. Rock dodged a bullet there. It's a tough draw for Mosh. By the way, what the fuck is he wearing? I think JR asked that question the 17 si- the times. The silicone boots, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, number four is Christian. All right, all right. Number five is... Man, Rick- can I say the crowd didn't give a fuck about Christian? They boot the shit out of him. Oh, my God. It's he- still an edge-only thing. Jesus Christ. You know who they cared about? Rikishi, when he came I out. I mean... God a, damn, did he look strong. A, he got a pop. Then, Rikishi then eliminates Mosh, Christian, D'Lo... Then uh, Scotty Tuhati comes out next. Number six. Number six. Um, then Rikishi eliminates all, all of them, and then it's just too cool in the middle of the ring, and they all look at each other, and then fucking they pull out the glasses and the headgear. No, Scotty Hottie comes out because it's Grandmaster and Rikishi one-on-one. Yep. Come, uh, Hottie comes out with the bag of their stuff, puts it on, they start dancing in the middle of the ring. The crowd is losing it. It's like one of the most iconic yet dumbest spots in the history of a Royal Rumble. Like, it just illustrates that we've talked about how crazy this gimmick is. Right. They put this in the middle of the Royal Rumble. And the crowd ate that shit up. So, they're dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing. The crowd pops. And then Rikishi eliminates <laughs> both members while dancing. They look at each other, crowd boos for a minute, but then they all give each other like a little pound, like, hey, it's the rumble. Yep. Uh, Steve Blackman's in next, then Viscera. Rikishi eliminates both of them. Seven eliminations, by the way. So Rikishi already. He's doing the, uh, he's getting the diesel push. Yeah, he is. Here comes Big Boss Man, but Big Boss Man is reluctant to enter the ring. He waits all 90 seconds <laughs> until another person comes out. That's smart. Which is Test, but Test jumps Boss Man <laughs> and gets him into the ring. Um, then all of a sudden, um, Kind Die runs on out. <laughs> They're not on the crowd. They're not on this match. They get they get chucked. However, one Takamishinoku face plants it hard. Was it this one or was it later? It's no, this it one. This one. It it is the this first, one. It's the first one. Uh, like he does a he front knocks flip. himself the fuck yeah. out because he runs a kami, but he's supposed to come out multiple times yeah. with uh, Funaki. Funaki. The storyline was interesting uh, up until midweek. 
Kai and Ty in the posse were all supposed to be in the Rumble, but mm-hmm. then they took him out for Jericho, China, Holly, yeah. Acolytes, and Outlaws uh, to pull double duty. And so they decided to make a storyline of it. Like, these guys are pissed. They lost their spots. I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, for Naki, uh, he knocked himself the fuck out. Dude. <laughs> yes, oh, did. my God. That was brutal. You know what if else he, was brutal? If you didn't like watching it, well, it sucks to be you then. What else was brutal was Jerry Lawler asking to see the thing about the China man again. The Japanese uh, king. Whatever. Whatever they are. <laughs> um, Bulldog comes in at 11. Gangrel comes in at 12. Edge comes in at 13. With, pop. with a pop. Um, uh, where are we at here? Then 14. We, 14. Isn't it crazy that it was so obvious Edge was that over then and it took till 2006 to give him the belt? That's bananas, dude. <laughs> like, bananas. As Hail to the Chief begins, as one Bob Backlund runs on, comes on out. I forgot Backlund was in this. Right. The crowd was I like, I did not know he was in it. Do we cheer? They ended up cheering. The crowd was. Like, I pop for Crazy Bob whenever he shows up. I, these are always my favorite, like, random ass rumble entrance. You're like, what? Uh, I love these. these uh, however, everybody then teamed up on Rikishi and eliminated him. Nope. Yep, uh, yep. Jericho comes out. <laughs> Jericho eliminates Backlund. Backlund goes through the crowd, lost and determined <laughs> on where to go. fucking left. <laughs> and I think, what is it, Jericho's like, I think he's trying to get votes. Uh, good luck, Bob. Well, he was campaigning for governor. Congress, like, I believe. Or for Congress at the yeah. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jericho's 15. Crash Holly comes out at 16. Good draw for the Rock's phone. Yep. 17th China. China then uh, eliminates Jericho, but then Bossman eliminates China, and they're both arguing at each other for that. It's one of my least favorite tropes in Royal Rumble. Um, they do it, and I get it. But it's so cheap that Jericho was 15, so of course China, the person he's feuding with, 17. Like two or four. Just yeah. like later on, you'll see the Acolytes and Outlaws right up against each other. It's yep. like, come on, dude. It's a chance drawing, apparently, yep. right? You are correct, sir, because the next one out in 18th Farouk, mm-hmm. 19 is uh, Road oh, Dog. However, as when the Farouk came out, the posse runs out <laughs> and attack Farouk. Uh, Bossman eliminates Farouk. Uh, Road Dog eliminates Bulldog. Uh, 20s Al Snow. 21 is Val Venus. How comes Funaki? Try and do that run in again, but with no Taka, because Taka's, guys, he's been sent to the hospital. I would hope so. so I would hope so. The Mean Street Posse. Never mind. Have you ever played that game where you're, you. Where it's like, oh, change a letter and a word or a movie title to, to make it yeah. totally different. Yes. I won a wrestling gimmick thing with my friends once with that. With mean the Mean Street, Street Posse. Posse. The Mean Street Pussy. Fuck yeah. Check us out. It's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Which we? is also what they call P. Gas. Yeah. Was he like Michael Douglas Pussy? Or? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Road Dog is hiding in the corner. Our arms and legs I, around the rope. I like that whole spot he's, he did. He just lashed onto the rope and just held there. It was so good. <laughs> and I love, I, I love Lala calling him out. Like, hey, why is he being like a pansy? And like King uh, Jared's like, didn't you do that? Or didn't you hide under a... Uh, yeah, he uh, hid under the ring for like 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's strategy. What he's doing is, uh, you know, not cool. Not he's good. a coward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 20, uh, 20's Al Snow. 21 is Val Venus. Uh, Val and Al eliminate Edge. 23 is Hardcore. And then here comes 24, The Rock. Rock comes out to a huge pop. He eliminates Big Boss Man. He eliminates one of the guys he had to go through, Crash Hall. <laughs> Damn. At that point, I was like, oh, he's going to win. There it is. He said He, it. he eliminates uh, 
Tess, not Tess, Crash Holly. Uh, 25 is Mr. Ass. 26 is Big Show. Well. Uh, Big Show eliminates Gangrel and Tess. 15 seconds between each man. <laughs> kind of showing how dominant Big Show really is. Uh, 27 is Bradshaw. Um, however, the uh, Acolytes and uh, uh, the Outlaws eliminate Bradshaw. Acolytes and Posse brawl in the aisle ring. Um, then we get uh, 28 is Kane. 29 is Godfather. For some reason we get Pyro in the middle of a rumble. Like, 30 is X-Pac. So all 30 have been in. Uh, Kane eliminates Valvinus. Funaki runs in <laughs> again. Uh, Big Show eliminates Godfather. Rock eliminates Al Snow. Billy Gunn eliminates the Road Dog. Kane eliminates Billy Gunn. Outlaws beat up Kane on the outside. Rock throws X-Pac over the top rope and, like, chucks him. However, the refs are distracted because of Outlaws and Kane, so X-Pac gets back in. X-Pac yep. eliminates Kane. The old Steve Austin from 97. Mm-hmm. Big Show eliminates X-Pac. So we're down to the final two. What Rock got wish. Big Show and Rock. I'm shocked that it came down to these two. Yeah. Big Show has the Rock on the apron, and he does the pose, and it's, and it's that crazy thing of, like, Big Show has the rock on his apron and he's walking on his shoulder and he's walking around the entire ring like pointing out which way to go. Just like the rock's not a big, small guy. No, just, he's a big dude. Just walk around on your shoulder. Yeah. And then he goes and tries to chuck him over the top rope. However, the rock grabs him like a Frank Hurricane Rana. Oh, no, he just grabbed the top rope. He, gra- oh, he grabs the top rope but uses his legs to pull down Big Show. No. No. He pulls down the ring with uh, the rope and Big oh, Show falls okay. over it. And then Big Show goes over from the camera angle that they give us, and your winner of the 2000 Royal Rumble, The Rock. Unlike the Shawn Michaels controversy in 95, The Rock definitely hit the first. That's the problem here. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. Thankfully, they already had the storyline in place, but... Just in case, mm, but... <laughs> he, yeah. He definitely hit first. That was painfully obvious in real time. I'm like, hmm, okay. They didn't go to that shot on purpose. They kept <laughs> yeah. it on the other side, because, I mean... Keep it there. So, to be fair, that's like... I mean, he was trying to, like, hold himself up as a 400-pound dude fell over you. That's yeah. fucking hard, it's, dude. It's a tough spot. That's a hard spot to do. It's a reason seen in, but he's still fucked it up, too. That's mm-hmm. really fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> time of the Royal Rumble, 51 minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, Rock, after it says he's going to WrestleMania, then he does the iffy smell, but Big Show attacks him. And then we end the Royal Rumble with the stare down between The Rock and Big Show. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it three and a half. Yeah, it was a good rumble. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't a top tier one. Uh, but I think it improved on this viewing for me. Yeah, I've always had it in my lower third of rumbles. Higher than that now? I mean, mid third. It, it might go into the mid third, lower half of mid third probably. But it was better than I remember it being. Um, oh, I don't. Ironically, I don't think they did a good job of making sure there's at least somebody you give a shit about in there at all times. They did a good job with Rikishi anchoring mm-hmm. the first 10. Second 10, until Jericho gets in there, is really kind of lacking, yeah. and that's a problem. And then and then until Rock got in at 24, after uh, it was kind of lagging again. Yep. Uh, but it was a good rumble. It was three and a half. So I got a couple stats here for you guys. Let's go! So out of the 30... Uh, so I'm gonna start off sad here. Uh, seven of them are no longer with us. Damn. Yep. 
Seven of them. That's rough. Uh, there are six former or future world champions in this Royal Rumble. He's counting them on his head. I got five. Because um, I got Rock, Big Show, Kane, mm-hmm. Jericho, Edge. Farouk. Farouk. God damn it. Oh, well, hold on. Bradshaw. Uh, so, 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 okay. Actually, because I didn't, I was counting only E. So Bradshaw's right. It was the fixed. So seven, you count Farouk. Look at that. And then uh, the interesting one here, because uh, you always kept making this now just it's a little tongue-in-cheeky here, but you, always, cause you said it was a thin Royal Rumble. 16 future Hall of Famers in this Royal Rumble. Six over half are in the Royal are in the Hall of Fame. Now, now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, dude. This blows away 1999's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Jesus Which, Christ. to me, is still the worst it's of all time. It's so bad. So, with the, your typical Royal Rumble, who, uh, who had the most eliminations? It's got to be Rikishi. It was Rikishi. Yeah. Rikishi was seven. Yep. Who was the uh, shortest person, not short, the shortest time? Sky Jihadi. In the Rumble. You said Sky Jihadi, Corey? That sounds about right, because he came in and they just danced and they yeah. threw up. Now, let me see if I can find him. Um, do, 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 do. Scotty too hot? No, a minute or two for Scotty. Uh, Bradshaw. Nope, I lied. Farouk, 18 seconds. Bradshaw was 25 seconds. Oh, God, they didn't want to work again. Yeah, Farouk was 18 seconds. We already worked for two hour, or two minutes earlier right. tonight. You ain't got to work God again. Uh, China was 38 seconds. Who was the Iron Man of this Rumble? That's always the tough one because it's someone that's usually sneaky. Hold on. Uh, Edge. I'm going to go. Ooh, that's probably right. Or Jericho. I'm going to go Jericho. Uh, Edge was 14 minutes and 48 seconds. Jericho was 3 minutes and 47 seconds. Not Jericho. Definitely not Jericho. For sure. Your Iron Man for this. Okay. Uh, Royal Rumble was, let me verify. Test. 26 minutes and 17 seconds. That was a uh, nothing 26 minutes. Bossman went 22. Jesus. Gangrel Christ. went 23. What? What? See, they picked the wrong guys. What the to fuck? Told you this was. That's that mid, like. That's the mid thing. These guys were the guys holding it together. Mm. But yeah, those three went 20 you plus. Have, like, I know, like, it was sort of like, like this is where, like, Xbox should have been, like, sixth. Why the fuck bring in all those guys who worked earlier if they're all going to spend less than two minutes in the ring? Besides Road Dog, whose entire gimmick is clinging to the bottom rope? Which was so good. he didn't do anything. Oh, either. Right. Road Dog was nineteen. <laughs> eighteen was just clinging to that rope. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> eighteen was clinging. 19. <laughs> wow. But yeah, test. Test this was your Iron Man. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. The way this Rumble was booked. Because really, all that matters is that The Rock wins at the yeah. end of the yeah. So I'm happy. During that Icon show on RVD, Paul Heyman would admit, "Look, there were times where we would put on shows where if we had eight matches." Seven of them were terrible. Yep. And there were botches and injuries. But we knew that as long as if we put RVD out there in the main event, by the end of that show, people would leave thinking it was a great time. Yep. So he's like, it's a nice crutch to have. Yep. <laughs> I mean, when you can lean on the rock, man, it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can have worse days at work. Right. Uh, Corey, did you say your overall? I didn't, but uh, epic show. Uh, one of <laughs> the more memorable shows of the year. You really felt a shift in the air, man. There was a change. Um, and I hate to say this because he's the biggest star in the history of the company, but you almost felt like Austin's part of the 
old time. Like, there is so much young, fresh blood here. It's the same viewpoint I have when Michael's left. Like, look how much better the show got. Yeah. Once he left. Like Once Brett and Michael's and Austin are all gone. Isn't it odd? Look how much better the show is. Isn't it odd that you can get rid of Brett, Sean, Austin's hurt, Taker's Taker. hurt, and it's so much better? It's crazy, right? Because that's star they're all power. legitimate stars. That's gone. But again, you're not. But then you don't have the expectation of booking these stars and stuff that's important. And you have the crutch where you can lean on. You're like, we have to book something that people care about because we can't just rely on Austin we to cut a promo. We have to build Triple H up. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a it's a must see. It is. Oh, without it's without question. Good. So before we go to the award show, you're gonna ask, what was the better pay per view? <laughs> Sold out. Okay. Sold out. Yeah, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So let's go to the buy rates <laughs> and let's see what people thought. Now, to, to me, the interesting part here will be what the Royal Rumble did against last year's Rumble. Okay. Yep. So, did we sold out? 0.25. Not good, Bob. Not good. God. Last year's Royal Rumble, 1.88. And I have the matches right here. Oh. It's a terrible show. It is. Uh, Bossman defeating Road Dog. Ken Shamrock defeating Billy Gunn. X-Pac defeating Gangrel. Sable defeating Luna. The Rock defeating Mankind in that I Quit match. And then Mr. McMahon eliminating Stone Cold to win the Royal Rumble. Rock Mankind, the only decent match. It's a terrible, terrible show. Jesus. That's a bad show. 1.88. This year, the year 2000, I want to take a guess. 1.65. I'm going to say 1.12. 1. Let me verify before I get into it. I, I just want to verify before I go. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Thank you. 1.6. Oh, yeah. That was real close. So it went down, but that last year was because it's that McMahon, McMahon Stone Cold. without... That's still a fucking great fucking buy rate. (laughs) Without Stone Cold. If you quadrupled the buy rate for sold out, it still doesn't even touch Royal Rumble. (laughs) And here's the thing. That's what I was trying to figure out. Hey, Corey, who won 97? Austin. Okay. Austin won 97. That got a .89. So .89... Yeah, he wasn't Austin yet. And the business wasn't red hot yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, Sorry. 0.97. 0.97. I was looking at Survivor Series. 0.97 for when Austin won the Rumble. 97. How about 98? 98. No, 98 was, sorry. 97 was 0.7. Okay. 98.97. That's the That's second Austin. year where he won, and it was obvious he's red hot. Yeah. 99, 1.88. So it doubled from 98, and then 2,000, 1.6, and that's without him. Yeah. <laughs> That company is not missing. Not at all. To a 2.5 for sold out. Point two no, point two point, five. Point, <laughs> yeah, sorry. 2.5. Motherfucker. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> the absolute anger if 2.5 is the buy rate for that garbage you, show? Okay. Awesome. I know we uh, let's go, I want to have some fun here for you guys since I have all the Royal Rumble's buy rate uh, ratings here, okay? What did 1992 get? One of the greatest rumbles of all time. 0.45. But you also have to remember much less homes available pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, some parts of the country didn't even have access to pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, 0.5. 1.8. 1.8. 
eight. Damn. But here, I wanted to say that. That's the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest rumble of all time, depending on who you talk to. 1.8 in 1992. What's the worst rumble, Corey? The rumble itself or the whole pay-per-view? The rumble itself. I mean, the answer might be the same both. It's 99. 99. 99 is just a god-awful abortion from beginning to end. But the rumble itself is absolute shit. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, say that. So 1.9 for the 1992. So one of the great, right? Then that you cable and you're talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. About how? Wh- then tell me, Corey, uh, why did the 1991 Royal Rumble get yeah. a 3.1? <laughs> because it's it's the inverse. Yeah, yeah. there's less homes, but it's also there's more. But the higher percentage yeah. is yeah. Because yeah. WrestleMania three got like a goddamn five point something. Mm-hmm. Like it was ridiculous. What year is that? 1987. 10.2. 10, yeah, 10.2. I was I cut it in half. Yeah, WrestleMania 3 got a 10.2. That's ridiculous. Um, which is also why I say 17 is great, but 3 still the GOAT. I mean, business-wise. 93,000 in there. 10.2 on fucking pay-per-view. 78. Either way. <laughs> 10 I won't point, give it to you, Corey. I won't do it. 10.2 <laughs> for 87 for Mania. And then it, 17 or 3? Better show us 17. 17. Then it drops down to a 6.5. Um, then it drops 90- under two in ninety after ninety four after ninety three. Well, I was gonna say ninety three is where the business gets just stone cold. Yeah, and I don't mean Austin. Like it's just the int- I mean the business is in the toilet. Ninety three, yep. ninety four, ninety three is one point two five for the Rumble and point nine for the ninety four Rumble. Yep, well, ninety five. Uh, ninety five is one. So ninety six. They one. managed to go up. <laughs> in yep. 95 so at that point even Rumble had cachet yeah 91 is a 1 96 is a 1.1 1. 97 is a 0.7 but I thought then we dump up to 0.97 1.88 and 1.6 but those 95 and 96 numbers are confusing me Mike because I've been told that Kevin Nash was a terrible draws champion but and that tells you differently <laughs> but like 95 with him as the champ in a title match with Bret Hart did better and I mean I don't think I need to tell you guys 95 WF is fantastic. Bad. Oh, Duh. The Nader. Hey, man. <laughs> Diesel's music slaps. Oh, I love Diesel. They're, no, no, he, I don't blame him. Creative. <laughs> like, you have Diesel, but you've got him feuding, uh, wrestling on TV against fucking Henry Godwin and uh, Adam Baum Doink. and Doink and Bob Backlund. And it's like, that's not going to cut it. No. You know what's going to cut, though? Our favorite part of the show, the awards show. Let's start off with best match. I mean, Triple H for Scratch Jack. Yeah. 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 Uh, Worst? And it can't be the bikini match. Oh, no. It's 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 tag title. Yeah, it's tag title. Outlaws and... Um, uh, Which really... it sucks the way that, that the the Jack Triple H match overshadows that tag match with Dudley's Hardys. Because so it's any other show, that's the best match yes. by a long shot. Mm-hmm. It's such a good match, but yeah, it's for the world title. And like as pumped as I was for that tag match, the other one, like we said, had a big fight feel to it, big time. Yeah, it's different, man. They actually know how to build something. Who mm. is your MVP? Cactus Jack, Triple H, and Cactus Jack. I went Co. Can we do Co? Let's yes, do I'll co. Let's do co. I mean, they both, I co. They both busted yeah. their fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Cactus Jack was 
found and determined to kill himself to make Triple H a bona fide star. And he did. And he did. Uh, it's just, like I was saying, it's the crazy part that Triple H is the one in the crimson mask. Leave the business better than you found it. Is there anybody... Who else put somebody over that well in one night? Um, go on with your that stuff and let me ponder It doesn't this. happen a lot. Well, it you can ponder, but we're going to talk about who's our motive. Who did I put? Uh, Jim Ross's Jim Ross for his horrible commentary that title match. He could not fucking remember it was goddamn Cactus Jack, and Jerry was like, "It's Cactus Jack." Folly, mankind. Stop saying mankind, dude. Love. He was so bad that match. He almost ruined the match. Damn. That actually might have been part of the reason it bugged me so much. I was so gross to the match. Garbage. I couldn't even remember a damn thing I he don't, said. I, thing. I, I, oh, I did catch it a couple times. Garbage, but that, dude. So he's mine. He sucked okay. that match. I might be at a point where I just... Right, tune just, him out. I tune out Jim Ross. That's fair. AEW has taught me to tune out Jim <laughs> Ross. You're not wrong. It is a slobber knocker. Uh, my motive... You know, I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go co. Ooh, it's Ooh. sexy today. Ooh. The Outlaws and the Acolytes. Not good, Bob. You put on a shit show with minimal effort after other two teams made you look like fucking relics from the past. It's the only thing on this pay-per-view that didn't belong. Because mm-hmm. even the swimsuit thing belonged. And even the Intercontinental title match belonged. Yeah. The tag match, that was a raw-ass match. <laughs> yeah. Can my Kobe like, uh, I mean, can my Mo did be like Andy Richter? <laughs> I mean, it's May Young's no, it's left May Young. breast. It's May Young's left breast. <laughs> Um, so guys, WTF? I got one. I can yeah, start. Go for it, man. Um, I'm gonna pose a question to you guys. I will not marry you. Um, well, I will. I'm, I'm gonna get out of here, guys. Oh, okay. Uh, how can WCW possibly compete with that? Now, on a macro level, I mean the company, but on a micro level, and I'm dead serious about this, there is no way. I don't pick a combination, Corey. You could bring anybody back that's still under contract. They cannot have a title match as good as that. They cannot compete with that title match. There will, isn't a chance in hell they could do it. I will counter that by saying, no, you're absolutely right. There's no one. I'm a, I'm a diehard WCW defender. There is not a single combination. I, they, I, they wouldn't have a chance. Like, there's nobody. What do you, like, if you're WCW, and you, of course, you know some of the guys that watch that, like, like what the fuck are we supposed to do with this? We can't touch that. I think they proved it this week, too. <laughs> I mean, they hammered it home on Nitro. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah that's no, mine. You're not wrong. What the fuck? Um, it's amazing how well WWF is running compared to the shit show on the other channel. Like, comparing these two pay-per-views, are, it's ludicrous. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. dude. I mean... Night and day. <laughs> wow. The business is so hot, there is no excuse for WCW to be that bad. The management. It's craziness. <laughs> uh, plus, by this point, everybody's so jaded that nobody's trying anymore. Because they know they have those guaranteed contracts. Yeah, what do you do? They don't need to. Yeah, it's like, we're, we can't compete. Um, we're losing the battle. And the few that are caring and are trying, it just, it's not enough. Yep. And they're too low on the card anyway. <laughs> they're so. going to uh, WWF. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> too. Uh, Joe, what the uh, fuck? This is a rarity, though. Mm-hmm. Before you do yours, yeah, I will say this is my favorite year of WF. Mm-hmm. They kill it on pay per view. 
Except for the big ones. This, I w- is, I, this is maybe the only good big show of the year for them. <laughs> that, that, that goes into my DOTF. My DOTF is a positive one of the fact that this is actually a really good show from head to toe, from beginning to end, minus the bikini contest current day. If you watched it back then, it fit right. It fit and the right. trash-ass tag title match. Yes. God-awful. It is. Um, the tag match is the worst part of the show. Yeah, I thought that was worse than the women's stuff. For sure. But Terry. But out of what? <laughs> how many matches? Five. Six. Six matches. No, five. Uh, no, yeah, six. six. Six, sorry. I have seven down. Because the women's thing. I have the bikini contest as the unmatched, but on wiki, you don't. But yeah, out of six matches, five out of six are good. I'll give that for a content when we've been watching for the past five years that... <laughs> Sometimes not good. And I think, like I said before, last week when we marked out no-so for this, this is like the first time we marked out no-so for every match almost. Yeah. So. It's been a while. Po- positive is that there. Th- this was a r- really fun show, and this is one of those shows that if I wanted to and I was in the mood to go back and watch, a.k.a. like when the Rumbles come around, this is one. This would be one of them. Like, I'm not a f- good like, Can I, I tag something on that, Joe? Go ahead. Just how nice it was to cleanse our palate from sold out to actually watch a yes. good show. Yep. Like how nice it felt to just like be like, I actually want to watch this pay per view. It was really good. You're in for a treat in the next couple months because oh. WWE's first in Nintendo. <laughs> like Christ. So the cleansing. Okay, cool, oh. cool. Uh, we're next. We're back on February 20th. Yeah, what's next, Corey? The Cow Palace Super Brawl 2000. Which, if my memory serves, uh, Tickets go on sale the Friday of the week that we're currently entering. Yeah. For three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh Checks God, out, dude. Jeez. And then one week later, February the 27th, one day before my 20th birthday, Boom. we are in Hartford, Connecticut for No Way Out. The final show before Mania. Mania. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Can I'd rather be in the Cow Palace than the Hartford Civic Center. But having said that, well, I'd rather watch right. the Don't Way Out. <laughs> I'm just guessing right now. Is yeah, it, we is don't it, know the matches to any of them. Is it crazy, Corey, that in in our time so far, with all the pay-per-views we watched, and all throughout the every year, we've been going, you know it's the better pay-per-view, right? There was W. We, yep. we have to cleanse ourselves from the yep. WF promo. It's the tides pay-per-view. have fucking turned. A complete 180 now of what now we gotta cleanse ourselves with the WDF pay per view. Well, hey, there's two main events at Super Brawl. Well, hold on, there's really three. That's what they say. Don't spoil it. Oh, I'm not spoiling a thing. I'm just saying this is you'll find it comical when we get there, but there's technically three main events. I cannot wait for Super Brawl. That's coming in like three weeks here on the pay per view war stories. So, uh, can't wait for that. We have a lot of Nitro to get through before that. Yes, we do. That is what you can listen to on the Monday Night War Storage, which you can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. Or you can go to any of our social media websites to find all of our <laughs> contact, <laughs> all of our stuff. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>